and welcome to another episode of Giving a Hoot with Luke and Liam. <laughs> Woo! Let's go, Luke. I'm back, back and better than ever. It's like I'm like that WWE meme of the guy coming out of the uh, the casket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more or less. Like last I talked to you, you were uh, gainfully unemployed, still in college, and now you're a professional. <laughs> unemployed yeah i mean pretty much i mean i was i was like drowning in student loan debt as i was about to graduate college but yeah i'm a professional making millions of dollars covering high school uh student athletes so it's pretty awesome (laughs) well you know uh you gotta start somewhere and i'm glad you started it uh who gives a hoot and i'm glad we can uh, every once in a while harass you to come back (laughs) who who gives a hoot is definitely still on uh my resume I mean, d- does your uh, what what's your what's your current paper that you're at? Uh, it's called the Courier Tribune. Uh, it's in Liberty, Missouri, about like 20 minutes north of uh, KC. Isn't that like uh, Truman's hometown? Who? Oh no no uh, no no no! That is Independence, Independence, Missouri. Okay, sorry. Uh, it, there's too much freedom in that area. Um, hard hard to keep track. John uh, John Smith, the the famous Mormon, uh, he was imprisoned in Liberty, Missouri, and there's a massive museum called the Liberty Freedom Jail where he spent a couple of years. So, anyone's interested in in Mormon history, come on, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't think the Courier Tribune has a scarf, so just saying one one is a little bit more real. It doesn't, but maybe I should make one. Put my face on it. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving out, uh, giving out like your player of the season for for those high school sports. Giving them a a Courier Tribune scarf, now instead of like a a fancy trophy or something. Dude, oh my gosh, that is such a good idea. I'm doing that next summer. That's so great because my boss and I were talking about what we should give the student athletes next year, and she was thinking like a poster or something. I was like. Ah, uh, that's cool, but like we could do something way cooler. A scarf would be so sick. Dude, I, I mean, a, a scarf when isn't one of those things that like you're worried about crushing up. So, oh right, like you pack and like college, like yeah. And most of these kids are seniors in high school. Oh, that looks so good on a dorm wall. <laughs> exactly. There we go. We're just providing merch ideas. <laughs> you get like one percent royalties, Luke. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Let's, uh, let's pull it back since, uh, you've moved away. You're now Kansas city Metro, but you're still a huge union Omaha fan. Uh, you know, from day one, uh, original writer for the blog that, you know, we, we've, uh, we got some news though in union Omaha world. we got a lot of news. We got some big news and it comes in the way of a new player. And, um showed showed uh up on the pitch on saturday against fuego but didn't do much like we like uh like we kind of saw but he was only with the team for less than a week so it's like look you're not expecting much right yeah and uh cory herzog um has scored Sorry, I should have said his name <laughs> yeah <laughs> cory herzog has scored in a uh game in which union omaha played uh, already this year, uh, he scored against us uh, in the Open Cup, and you know he, I think he 
holds the record for the most goals scored in the championship. Um, MLS experience. Uh, he's the second heavily decorated veteran that Jay's brought in, in this midseason. Um, you know, with uh, Gilles coming on and Herzog, you tell Jay definitely seeing some errors in the middle or like in his youth out there. Uh, you know, you you got a lot of really young guys and not a, you have the experience. But you don't have a, you don't have experience everywhere across the, the pitch. And some of the experience hasn't been healthy. No, exactly, Luke. And I, I was thinking about it uh, like the other day, and I, I was I was on my car ride, and I was thinking about it. I was like, what if these guys came in in the preseason? Would they have helped instantly? Probably. But I actually liked how Jay did this maybe midseason. And, you know, this, that deep U.S. Open Cup run really allowed those new guys I think to find their footing and not and kind of like baptism by fire almost, and then yeah. kind of really recognize what it's like to be a Union Omaha player. And now we got these reinforcements coming mid season or like you know in, in August that I think it actually will boost the team more than we think, more from not just the style of play on the field, but also in a locker room because you know some of these guys on Union Omaha might have been like. I'm a starter no matter what. Like, even if I can't put a goal in, like, I might be a starter. And then you got these two new guys coming in, and maybe in training now they're like, oh, my gosh, my starting spot's going to get taken if I don't work my butt off right now. And so everyone wants to play in the, in the, in the playoffs in these big games. I think that's going to be huge for this team uh, come this, down the stretch. Well, it's something Ben talking about, um, especially the forward position. And I think Ricky just hasn't been healthy because um, I haven't seen him dress a lot after coming back from his CONCACAF uh, glory, uh, playing for Puerto Rico, getting six goals in Nations League. Like, I was expecting him to be a leader up there on the top um, and come all the same. And they just haven't been – They have. I don't think they have the uh, understanding of the USL system, the U.S. system enough to to really be providing that leadership up there for Noe and Hugo. You throw on a guy like Herzog, who obviously knows the championship very well. Um, and I, I think you start seeing um, pull, to, to pull it back to, to where he's coming from. He's coming from Hartford. And uh, former Union Omaha uh, backup goalkeeper Sam Howard just signed with Hartford. Um, I don't know if there's some back backdoor trading there. You know, if we we held the sell on rights, uh, it, the USL for Sam, but no, um, it, it reminds me a lot of that first season. Uh, Rashid was still pre- relatively green, and Sam's his backup. Uh, they weren't pushing each other like Rashid was uh, right. statistically a significantly better goalkeeper, but Sam just wasn't providing that much challenge to Rashid. So Rashid right. kind of plateaued. Then you bring on second season, bring on Kevin, and you see how much better Rashid got because he's got a guy on the bench who's 10, 11 years experience, you know, at 30, 31 years old, isn't at the end of his goalkeeping career when you've got guys in their 40s and 50s still playing some leagues. Uh, it, you know, that that's essentially what I, I see um, Louise and and uh, 
sec. Well, I'm gonna have to call him Herzog. We have to go by last names now. We have two Connors. We have God, two Alex. I know. Like, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. So Herzog coming on. I think, I, I think it's one of these things though with Herzog is don't expect him to blaze it up in these first couple of games. Like this man, like joining a new team, no matter the sport, no matter the league. Just because there aren't really set plays in soccer doesn't mean he's he's just going to gel instantly. So I think the thing that, you know, you see on social media, what every Union Omaha fan is thinking is, I want goals. We need goals. We need goals now. And I think when you have a defense as strong as we do, and we're probably going to get more into this, like, I, I think we could have some patience with Herzog. And uh, taking it back to the to the two guys that you said just weren't, weren't aren't, haven't been gelling very well. There's something about the League One that you just got to know how to muck it up. Like, you just got to know how to get dirty, dirty goals. Like, you just got to know. Like, like there are some bangers of goals, and we know that. But majority of the goals in League One are just a gross toe poke into, like, underneath the goalie's leg. Like, you just got to know where to be at the right spot. And part of that's lucky, but also part of that's just being a poacher. And I think everyone in League One has to be kind of a poacher. Well, let, let's revisit or revisit this later on in the pod. Uh, okay. But speaking of just dirty goals, Giovanni is one goal of the week. And then just within days, because he scored it on the 31st of July, wins goal of the month. Like... Uh, Ryan and I talked about that last week, but I don't think that goal could get enough praise because holy shit, that was okay. good. Yeah, on TV, it looked <laughs> absolutely absurd. It looked like something you'd see on Saturday morning uh, for a team that plays Everton. That's what you, <laughs> you think you'd see, you know? Um, and I, I just talk about it in person because I, I just can't imagine – uh, seeing that goal live because I—that's almost that feels once in a lifetime to see something that good. Well, that—that that was one of the benefits of like if you're on either end line and the supporters areas, you see that curl and it just like full curl up into the top there. Like I—I've not seen a prettier goal in person. And you know, last season I saw a lot of goals uh, for Union Omaha. I've seen a lot of goals at you know. MLS level and, and like that just damn just damn so Luke Luke what were you feeling like when he was like talking back and it's like it's like if he just goes blast that 40 yards over like it's probably the game like the whistle's probably coming soon like what were you like no don't do it <laughs> I, I, I think I was sitting next to Aiden on the berm and I look over and as I see the ball go to Giovanni, I'm like, he's gonna fuck this guy. This. <laughs> <laughs> but he and doesn't. He, he, he probably takes that as clean as possible. I have never been happier to be wrong, but like, oh, uh, that that was great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's goal of the month. Uh, we had a team of the week um, appearance. By JP Skiers, who got our only goal against uh, Fuego. Yeah, we played Fuego. One yeah, of the yeah. teams. fire. <laughs> uh, um, and Rashid is up for save of the week. I think voting will happen till noon on Thursday, noon Eastern Thursday, noon Central Thursday, um, for 
blocking a PK that and getting a yellow card in there too somehow. Um, blocking a PK going for the ball as a goalkeeper, like hundred percent. Like there was no intent to like, but yeah, beating absolute dead horse was refereeing though. (laughs) Yeah. The the horse's remains aren't even, aren't even nearby. (laughs) We can't even talk about refing. And honestly, this game wasn't the worst example of it in league one. And that's saying something, but uh, so. Let, but that let's, wait, 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 let's talk about that that PK though, because I mean, great save by by Rashid. I mean, he could have went the other way and it would have been in. But man, <laughs> Rashid made the dude taking the PK look like he was in fourth grade. Like <laughs> it was a brutal PK. R- Rashid, the way he way he handled that, the way he read that. The way he led, you know, forced he he controlled that entire PK interaction. Like uh, he made like you could tell by his body language he was making sure that ball was going where he wanted it to, and just everything about that was was perfect by Rashid. Um, exactly, and I don't know if the PK taker was distracted by the highway or whatever's going on on the other side of Fuego stadium. But I mean, I would pull that as an excuse. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they, they had a perfect opportunity to go up and, and didn't. Um, Honestly, this game was, you can look at our bench and see we're a little short staffed on defense. Um, Jiba who had been out the, the week before, um, apparently with a knee injury was back in played a, a great um, I think he was in 60 minutes 63 minutes somewhere there um, it, our, our defense yet again was extremely well well positioned well uh, well formed and, uh, I forget I, I think it was social clubs Twitter um, put out like, how does the best defense in the league have not have had anybody on team of the week? Well, like, is that I, true? I, I think Ryan Jiba has gotten on there once because he got an assist. Dalton's not made it yet. Dalton's not made team of the week, I don't believe. Um, I don't think Touche, I think, might have uh, once. But that's, like, that's insane. It, it, yeah, we're. Best defense in the league. Uh, I mean, it looks less impressive because our offense has just not been doing anything. Right. But what is it? 13 goals allowed in that's now 17 games, 16 games. Yeah. It's, it's FIFA. You're playing on FIFA rookie status. Like it, it, it's yeah. unbelievable. The defense that's going on and it comes down to like, I mean, it's kind of beating a dead horse again, but Rashid is that good. Like, he is the price of admission of any Omaha game you go to because the way he just carries himself on the field, he's not one of these head case Joe Hart goalies where he's freaking out all the time, but he's also not one of these, like, weird, like, calm in his own head type goalkeepers. There's a real great balance to him as as a goalie, and I – 
I'm kind of excited for him because I'm glad he's put in three good seasons in a row. Because I I don't want him to be in this league forever. Because I think he's good enough to definitely start moving up. And he seems, um, you know, very mature uh, for being a goalkeeper, which is obviously a very mature position that you need to have. And I think that he is obviously one of the most valuable or the val- most valuable player on this, on this team. I, I, I want to say yesterday, and I'm sorry, I'm pulling a lot of stuff off of Twitter here. Um, is it, uh, was it the walk in 90 or um, one, one of Elliot's Twitter's accounts uh, <laughs> that he, it was like USL uh, or USL goalie wars or, uh, USL All-Star game, like who's in goal. And, it, you know, I think everybody, whether it was just knew who or knew who was like first on their list, regardless of team responding to it, was, you know, it's telling when you've got like some of your rivals, you know, teams that want to see you do poorly, which I think everybody does with Omaha because we're, we're assholes. Um, <laughs> I think, but I think, I think the, the, the best part about this, which is why league one is set up so well, is that almost every team's supporters group is behind goal. And so the people that are voting for the stuff are on social media talking about league one are the diehard fans of X team. And they are seeing new who as close as possible. And I think that's why when you see that man actually play live, you're like, this guy is, he's by far and away the best goalkeeper in the league. Well, I mean, hell, he didn't have a, didn't win goal of the, or save of the month because he had two saves up for save of the month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, no, a game against Greenville, he makes that an absolutely amazing save. And the best camera footage is by a Greenville supporter, uh, by Gia. <laughs> and like, Hey, hey man, you're preaching to the choir. Someone that's watching like, home and away games on ESPN Plus. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, Rashid in this game, uh, uh, honestly, the the PK save. The only reason I think it one save of the week is because he just had such an amazing game, and the only reason why that was chosen as his save of the game was because how well he controlled that PK interaction. Because uh, yeah. there were some better saves. If by him in that game, his uh, kick save at the, like the one, yeah, the 90th minute save. Uh, yeah, his body control and the way he reacted off of the line was just unbelievable. And it was, like I said, mature. He knew that if it went to the left side or the right side, he had that covered. Like he had, he had done his homework on what was going to happen in that situation, and it's evident because he made that save look so easy. When in fact that save is not easy at all. Well, I I also think uh, again, uh, let's just assume that we chose horses on the Oregon Trail and they all died. Uh, because, <laughs> uh, like our our defense, I think has allowed Rashid to be able to take the time to understand games so much better, to be in the the right spot because he knows his defense is going to to always be there uh alex and uh, alex touche and dalton are going to be in the right spot at the right time if they're getting burned it's because somebody did something amazing and not because they right. were slacking 
Totally. And I, it's, un, it's kind of strange where we've come this season because I think there were a lot of question marks on the defense entering the season. Um, just because of new players, uh, what was it going to be like? How are they going to gel? Where in the previous two seasons, you know, the, the defense was like unbelievable and like, you know, gelled really well. And, you know, to see this team mold from the beginning of the season to now is pretty cool to see. And if you've been a fan since, you know, the beginning of the season, you kind of got to watch the defense not grow up, but really become comfortable with one another and knowing where each other is, no matter if there's an injury or something and, you know, it's getting changed up. Well, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that um, here, but let, let's, because I, I think we've been talking about this all season. Jiba's growth has been right. utterly insane. Bala right. finally getting in and meshing has been so good. But let, let's talk about this corner uh, that resulted in goal. Uh, Pretty Con- good. It was all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Connor's been taking a few more corners um, here yeah. and there. It started out pretty much with like just Joe doing it. But I think Joe's considered more dangerous in the box in a lot of ways um, or has that distance shot that that's allowing, allowing a better, better chance there. So putting, uh, you know, Connor or Amir or even, I think Ryan's taken a few putting those guys out there um, on the corners is just opening that up. And then our our guy who, you know, just flies into goal uh, JP still won't, Still won't give me one from 25 yards out. Uh, leaves that for totally. Germany. But, you know, it, him in the air. You Beating JP in the air, even though he's not the tallest guy out there, like, him in the air is just the best aerial duels in League One. Uh, yeah. Like, you're not beating him unless you're, you know, shock-level height. <laughs> and and it doesn't help when your defense isn't communicating either. Like the yeah. make that header so wide open and yeah. it just makes it even easier. And um you know JP to get that high up and to make that goal look again, like that goal is not that easy, but he just slams it into the back of the net. And it's yeah. really fun to see that when off of a set piece, especially when a team's struggling to score. You get to see that, and it's not what I was talking about earlier, like a gross muck-it-up goal. Like That is the goal that sparks an offense and gets the team going and gives them more confidence. And, um, yeah, I mean, kudos to JP. It was it was a great run from the top of the box um, from what I could see from ESPN+. Plus. And, um, and <laughs> it was like it – was, it was a good goal, and it was a deserved winner. And, uh, you know, I'm like, again, kudos to him. it's interesting to me because you know jp essentially plays a six for us yeah and he is now with that uh solidified himself as the leading goal scorer for union omaha this season uh that was his fifth goal in season with two in open cup um and you know your six should probably shouldn't be your leading goal scorer uh just you know, as a as a casual soccer observer, uh, I I would I feel comfortable in saying that, uh, <laughs> but it 
it is telling how JP is just, he's getting in the right position. He's getting in the great spots on set pieces. And, you know, when he's seeing the opportunity, he's taking it because he's, you know, he's comfortable enough that he can track back and that he can cover or that his teammates are able to cover. And, you know, he's able to just get that in, make it happen. And in this case, get us three points. 100%. And it helps when you're so familiar with the system, too, that you're playing in, um, that he has the trust of Jay and he knows how to succeed in the system. And I, I can't, I, I think it's, it's wild when, you know, these players bounce around from League One team to League One team. Like, you know, you get the business part of it and, you know, things happen, obviously. But when you can play back to back years in a League One team and you figure out, tendencies of your coach and things like that i think only good things can come of that especially when a lot of these players are young players um and i i think it's evident with guys like jp and 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 guys like rashid and it's been pretty awesome to watch their development from you know season one all the way to now because you feel like you're you're growing up with them but uh and that goal was just uh, was just a great Union Omaha goal because to watch your captain, Connor, like hit just a great ball into the box off of the corner, something that we've kind of been struggling with, which is corner set pieces. And so to see that really work out, even if it was a miscue on defense from Fuego or a miscommunication, like to see that actually go down um, gives me a lot of hope for the next like, couple of weeks as, as a fan. Well, I mean, hell, the next week we have three games. <laughs> Like they're all they're all at home. I'll, I'll suit I'll suit up. <laughs> need some need some fresh legs, Jay. <laughs> uh, Saturday's going to be ninety seven something like that. That's not including heat index. Uh, but uh, Jay in his Mims minute or whatever the hell. Okay, yeah, we need to talk about this. <laughs> well, was Jay was Jay was Jay stolen? Was he was he kidnapped? So have we seen Jason? I think that's the real question. Did the admins feel him? Where is he? Is he still in California? I think there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. I, I mean, I have not seen Jay in Omaha since then. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he did talk about, though, exactly what you're saying. Guys who've been here three seasons. where We only have three, three guys who've been here since day one. Uh, right. with, well, I guess Rashid was here... Uh, probably day three because he was announced on the bus where we had no goalkeepers going into the first preseason games. Uh, but no, Rashid, uh, Dalton and JP, uh, their level since game one for us. And at that point, um, JP was the only one who'd never played a professional minute. Dalton had come to us from Tormenta, uh, where he'd, played a few minutes and Rashid was, had done um, a year of bench warming at, at Red Bulls too. Like those three guys have grown so much to where I don't think there's a coach in this league that wouldn't look at those three as starters. Um, and if they did, they're wrong or didn't look at them as starters. They're wrong. Like right. it just, they they have grown so much in Jay's system, but just as players, uh, you know, Rashid last year, I don't think would have stopped that uh, that PK. Uh, I don't think he would have made the save to to get us through uh, Chicago. 
Like those those things wouldn't have happened there. I don't think JP. Well, granted, JP got his injury after at end of preseason last year, and then decided he didn't want to score at all um, in season. But like JP, I don't think would have been confident enough uh, to really be fighting for every aerial ball in the box like he is. Uh, and Dalton. Dalton didn't get enough playing time year one and two. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it, I, the like, had he gotten more playing time uh, year one, had like Jay locked in on like Dalton and Illal quickly, um, and then last year where you know putting in Jake and then um, Illal's issues where Dalton essentially had to step up and take control of the back line, like. That that very much I think has locked him in is when Connor's not on the field, he's wearing the armband. Like it, it's, I wish I wish this was like high school where we could have like eight captains. <laughs> like eight like eight players wearing the captain armband. <laughs> There's so many dudes that you're like, Man, I wish I wish he would wear the captain's armband because he's been here for so long. Like things like that. Like the final game of the season we should trot out like all eleven players with the captain's armband. <laughs> uh, oh I mean, hell, uh, what what is it like Byron has uh you know, first captain, second captain, third captain, fourth captain, fifth captain, uh, and then like players council. Like, <laughs> They're rattling it off, rattling it off. <laughs> I, I mean, I know those are essentially just like pay bumps and like you need to have some hierarchy on the field. But, exactly. like, <laughs> but uh, I think I think the re- a really good point that we haven't made yet, though, and I think about these three guys that. Yeah, they've they've come back each year, and you know they feel comfortable in the system, and they they're playing for Jay, and they're playing hard for Jay. But I think they also just like the city of Omaha, and that's really fun to say because you know some of these guys are coming from you know they've never been in Omaha before. Like what their passion to play soccer is purely for themselves. Um, I don't know if that's true, but like you know they have no connection to the team to to the city. That you could you could say that they're just working for themselves to move up, and which is totally understandable. But you got these guys coming back three years, and you can tell that they want to win another title. They want to play for the city. They like being a part of the community. They love doing those things, like those clinics and things like that. And that's all you want from an organization. You want you want them to buy players and keep players that love playing for the team. And those three guys are pure examples of it, and they're super fun to root for. Uh, I'm just going to say one, one overlooked fact as well um, of Jay's retention strategy, I think. Of those three players we're, we're talking about, the three, you've been here for three years, uh, only one of them uh, has a significant other that they did not meet in Omaha. So right. uh, j- just saying, Jay, Jay might have a strategy there. Um, leading into that uh or segue here it's singles night on saturday (laughs) let's go but yeah like that that retention there i think has just it made them so much more fun to root for and i even the guys who just came in last year stayed on you know they're finding 
finding Omaha is a place that they want to stay, like that they want totally. to want to be. Um, but let's uh, let's get to the last big thing that happened in the game. And we talked a little bit about that. Uh, 93rd minute, like it, there was a lot of stoppage time. Uh, you know, just eh. like, I, I, before we kind of start on that, I think it's kind of funny when they show the highlights on Twitter and it's like a two and a half minute clip and the second half is only like 15 seconds of the highlights. I think that says everything you need to know about what that second half was like. <laughs> uh, it's, we, we did not control possession in this game and uh, our defense was damn good. Uh, yeah. You know, it, that That's about all that needs said there until the last couple of minutes where they get the ball in. What was that? That was a free kick. Um, yeah, it was a free kick. Yep. Dalton does a great job deflecting it, um, you know, getting in the way of what would have been just a sunk shot there. Um, Rashid does a foot save right off the line um, It with you know, the box being crashed. And then Dalton just yeets that, just yeets that ball way the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And I mean, that's one of those subtle soccer plays that players are plays that you're like, if you're a casual fan, you're just like, good, they did their job. But if you're like kind of hardcore and you're like, whoa, that play was so cool. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that That was just one of those uh, watching at the end. I'm just, I, I'm like fighting and just like, no, this is not how we're losing. We're not, we're not getting a Chattanooga 2021 here. Like... <laughs> And Fuego, Fuego, just because it's like the most far west team, you feel like you feel like there's the guys are so far away. <laughs> you're like yeah. you're like if you're you're rooting for some English team and they got to go play Swansea and like Wales, you're like, whoa, we're going to a different country. <laughs> like the guys back, they looked like so far away and so like it was like, oh my gosh, I'm hoping that you come away with this win because I'm not coming out there to grab you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that that essentially was the last last play of the game. We pulled out three points. Jay had m- almost nothing to say but praise. Um, the subs right place, that though. We, right place, though. Yeah, uh, it, even the subs we had um, on um, Eddie came on for Jiba again, um, which is ex classmate, ex classmate. Yeah, ex classmate of Liam's uh, <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> uh, no, Eddie comes on for Jiba second uh, or left back second game in a row, and he crushed it. Like I, I would not have expected him to be a backup at that position going into the season, um, and and he's been he's been killing it uh, whenever he's been on the field and really, really fighting for a starting spot. I don't think he's going to get it, but he's fighting for it. Uh, appreciate totally. that. Totally, good um, passion too. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. Uh, and Herzog, I think, is the other notable uh, on the fact that he came on. He was announced on Tuesday, um, and uh, you know, I think maybe had like two training sessions with the team. If yeah, he'd been yeah. on contract with uh, uh, with Hartford, and mm-hmm. I don't know what happened there. It wasn't announced as a transfer. It was announced as a signing, and he was released from his contract out there. So something's going on. 
Um, I mean, have you been to Hartford? <laughs> it's like the <laughs> Omaha of the East Coast. Like, <laughs> hey, you you were just uh, talking about how great Omaha is for all the players. <laughs> it is Omaha's a great city. I didn't say anything bad about Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they lost their NHL team, so <laughs> rest in peace. Did a very good job of shutting the game down and come out of California three points, a week of rest going into uh, what could be one of the hardest stretches we've got. Um, Saturday game focus on now. Um, we've got NOCO, then start, make up for Charlotte, which we'd missed that as a Wednesday game early on um, because of the Open Cup, because we went too far we missed that because of was that minnesota or was that noco i think it was minnesota okay so uh, either way um the the themes for at least those two is you know saturday as we mentioned singles night go find some love at werner park uh, <laughs> heck yeah uh, tweet us tweet yeah. us your pictures below uh, i mean 20 25 ticket uh, gets you a drink, which you've already made your money there. Sixteen dollar berm ticket plus a drink, like that. That's your twenty five bucks, and then you get speed dating. Um, you know, maybe you can uh, go hit on Hoot the Owl, who apparently has a great Tinder profile. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, that that that's a pretty solid deal there. Pops up a pitch on Wednesday. Oh, go see some uh, four legged furry friends. Um, hopefully they don't have a terrible time and it's not like stupid hot out. Like dogs passing out in the berm. <laughs> I mean, hell, you almost have people passing out on the berm because 95, no shade. Like, it's, it's rough. Uh, you, need to, you need to try and like build TIFOs as high as possible and just use them as like awnings. <laughs> uh, yeah, something at this point. Like, got it. Just start carrying, like bringing out like parasols to every. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, I think I, I can. I have the floor here for a second, Luke. I need a, I need to say something real quick. Um, oh, it's my four-legged friend. <laughs> um, I don't allow it in uh, here while I'm recording. <laughs> I, I need to say something real quick to the Union Omaha faithful. The team has only lost two games this season. Does anyone realize how incredible that is? And it's, why are there not more people showing up to these games when the odds are, I don't want to jinx us, but the odds are we aren't going to lose as of right now. <laughs> I don't want to jinx us, but knock on. That's Brett. Um, that's, that's a wood. <laughs> But it's it's crazy how, you know, we're not scoring a bunch of goals, and that's flashy and cool, but we aren't losing games. And that is awesome because you see so many teams around the world that can't score goals, and they also can't defend, and they lose a bunch of games. At least with our team, we can't score a lot of goals as of yet, but we can defend, and that keeps us in ball games. And that is really fun and it's a great ticket uh to go watch and i i just i just want these these it is super hot and this is a thing that all you know my faith like 
strong fans really talk about. It's like, why couldn't we get more people in? But um, so that's also beating a whor- dead horse. But like the team's not I losing, and I, I I don't think I don't think we need to hit the panic button. And I people some people are on social media, which I think is hilarious. But we aren't losing. We're in fifth place. We have three games in hand. Like I don't know what you need, what more to say besides this is awesome. This is a perfect spot to be in, and I wouldn't want to be in any other spot. What what are we at? Eleven games unbeaten. I saw nine games unbeaten on the road, which is awesome. That's so cool. I I think the last game we lost was uh, Greenville at home, which was May. I mean, we've lost two games, and the next closest team is is Madison, and they lost five games. That's yeah. that's pretty wild that <laughs> that is happening. We have left a lot of points out there uh, from draws, yeah. but like the fact we aren't losing stands very very well. Huge! It's the Bob Warmer Warmer bump effect. <laughs> It's like when you get the new manager bump, it's Bob Warmer warming uh, effect. <laughs> maybe we'll start. Maybe uh, Hugo will start pouring in like eight goals in these next three games. Well, uh, you have uh, Corey Herzog played for for Bob and Jay. Um, then, I mean, Hugo obviously played for Bob. Uh, Doyle played for. Uh, Bob and Jay, um, Dion. Yeah, Dion played for both of them because he was Creighton. Yeah, yeah. I didn't so, think about like, that. You're right. There's a good chunk of the team who who's played for those two, and then you figure Bobby, who Bobby Murphy, who's assistant coach, and his pedigree is just nuts. Like right. These the, aren't these aren't new coaches. These are experienced guys that know how to get the best out of their players, and that's really fun. And also, a special shout out to uh, the Nebraska athletic director Trev Albert. How about that? Did you see that tweet? Yeah. That was pretty cool. We're getting a little shout out for. Uh, I, he tweeted at Bob saying, uh, "Just thanking him for for things and then keep Mimsy in line. Mimsy, new nickname. How do you like that, Mimsy?" <laughs> Uh, it, I, I'm really happy with, uh, with our coaching situation. I'm less happy with the depth than our defense, uh, but, or lack thereof, um, going into this next week, I think it's really going to test the coaching ability. Uh, you've got three games at home, so there's not the travel involved, right. but with mid season, you've got a lot of injuries seem to be piling up. There's a lot of things to worry about, and I think the coaching is really going to come into play of how well to manage, like how well you manage the, the squad, how everybody's playing. And a game against a team like NoCo, who NoCo is not sitting high on the table, but they're still dangerous. Right. Um, you know, they lost EVD the, for whatever reason. EVD is now at Richmond. Yeah. Um but then you got Charlotte. Charlotte's been putting up serious numbers. Uh, and then, oh, geez, I don't even look. And Charlotte's, that far. Charlotte's right. Charlotte's right next to us on the table, so we're a point above them. That's that's a game that we want to see three points, not just because of the standings, 
but we want to see the team fight and show because if we we're we're going to most likely play a team like Charlotte or Charlotte's quality in the playoffs, yeah. if hopefully when we make the playoffs. So we want to see that we can do that and beat them, especially on our home ground. Yeah. But like this Saturday against NOCO, I think is going to be one of our biggest challenges. Um, I think we're going to see a real test of endurance um, for the, these guys who, who know they've got three more games. How well are they controlling their own game? Mm-hmm. How How is the game management going? Like, are we making sure we're not possessing too much so we're not burning ourselves out? Like, right. what what are we doing to, to make sure that we're able to win Wednesday and then we're able to win next Saturday? Like, that that needs to be looked at very closely for Saturday. Um, for the sake of well, time... I, yeah, well, last thing on that. I think we're going to see a yoga video on the Union Omaha Twitter account on Sunday, though. I'm calling that. <laughs> We're going to see a yoga video in the next week. Book it. That's like minus 1,000, 10,000. That is guaranteed. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, Bobby's going to Bobby's gonna take him out for some hot yoga. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, score predictions for Saturday? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think you're worried. I, you're worried. I'm not worried. I think it's going to be 2 0. 2 0. All right, I'm throwing uh, Union Omaha three zero, um, because I'm saying that for every game at this point, and one of these days it's going to be true. <laughs> two uh, two nil, two nil, two goal seems like a lot right now. <laughs> I, again, I think um, depending how training goes this week, if you start Herzog up there with Noe or with Hugo, uh, I think a guy like Herzog is going to do what we were having with uh, Evan and Greg last year of you've got two quality strikers. One's drawing uh, half the defense or more than half the defense. Cause they're making a more dangerous looking run. And the other one ends up scoring. It, it's going to be interesting too, which no code team shows up because they could pour in three goals and all three goals, absolute bangers, or they could do absolutely nothing and score zero. I, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they work well against teams with good defense. And, yeah, like they they've got solid attacking. If the defense isn't up for that, if you're looking at another offensively minded team, and I think the one thing we can say is um, offense has not been the highest priority uh, early on in the season, uh, but our defense has always been a high priority. So three nil, and. I, I'm not gonna try and predict anything because I need to see who gets injured or what injuries don't happen on on Saturday. I just looked <laughs> their last thirteen games, six of their last thirteen games have been having a red card. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. There have been more red cards in this season, <laughs> I think, than there have been in the previous two combined. Like uh, that MLS next pulling third uh, third division refs out of circulation is hurting bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's bad, but maybe we'll see some red cards. That could be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure make sure if there's a, something feisty going on, ESPN Plus <laughs> isn't going to show it. So send your videos at Liam Keating Seven on Twitter. Let's see it. <laughs> very true. Very true. 
Um, as always, uh, be sure to go check out all of our blog content at wghmedia.com. Uh, yeah, can I get, let me give a shout out to Rich. Rich has been crushing it this year. Support him. He has done such a good job this year and he's really dedicated to the behind the scenes writing look. And I think Union Omaha fans should be really lucky to have someone like Rich writing so much and really take advantage of that free content because that is really awesome to, to read. No, I mean, if we want to talk about somebody who's uh, improved uh, amazingly since their start uh, with Union Omaha, uh, Rich, like, if Rich wants to go professional here, uh, you know, he's going to pick up a big contract, get signed in a big city somewhere. He's not going to cover my job. He's going to come for my job. (laughs) Don't give him any ideas. (laughs) He's going down to Liberty, Missouri to to cover high school sports. That's his next big gig. No, but but seriously, do check out Rich. Um, we we've got other other writers working on some fun behind the scenes stuff. Um, and you know, if, if you've got got questions, got ideas for for the pieces you want to see, send them in. Um, always looking to looking to add to the portfolio. And you know, find us. Uh, Twitter's where we're most active. Uh, we are on Instagram. We check it. We don't post a lot to it because we're not pretty enough. Uh, there, there's no thirst traps. If you want thirst traps, go to Dion. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dion Acoff. I, I think yeah. he, is it just underscore Dion Acoff uh, on Instagram. Either way, thirst traps are there. Uh, and uh, Facebook. We we are on Facebook again. Don't post a whole lot there, but we're always checking it. So find us. And Liam, I got a question for you. Who gives a hoot? I do. do.